Israel makes Palestinian children homeless as the world washes US election. Eleven families left searching for shelter after Israeli forces destroyed their village in the Jordan Valley. We reproduce here extracts from an article in Middle East Eye with thanks. These are the facts to which people are expected to turn a blind eye for fear of being branded anti-Semitic for opposing Israeli policies. Being anti-Israel is not equivalent to being anti-Jewish. It is just as culpable to ignore the injustices heaped on Arabs as it ever was to ignore the injustices heaped on Jews. No right-thinking proletarian can tolerate any such behavior and must stand up to denounce it and take whatever steps may be possible to put a stop to it. On the evening of Wednesday the 4th of November, cold, bitter rain poured down over Palestinian towns and villages in the occupied West Bank as the first storm of the winter season rolled through the region. As hundreds of thousands of Palestinians in the West Bank took cover from the weather in their homes, 11 families in the northern Jordan Valley were left to sleep under the open sky with nothing but a small tarpaulin for cover. Just hours before the cold front ripped through the West Bank, Israeli forces had demolished the Bedouin hamlet of Kerbet Hamza, which is home to 74 Palestinians, including 41 children, one as young as three months old. Quote, We were about to have lunch when bulldozers suddenly arrived at 11 in the morning. Military jeeps and soldiers, they surrounded us, said Aisha Abu Awad, 56, told Middle East Eye as she cradled her three-month-old granddaughter, Hadil. Then they told us to start evacuating and they began emptying all our belongings outside, she said. As the armed soldiers and civil administration workers emptied her belongings outside her family's home into the soil of a hilltop, Abu Awad said she was humiliated. We stood there and we cried, but what could we do, she asked. As she described watching bulldozers tear down her home, her family's livestock pen and their water tanks as she stood out in the rain. Meanwhile, Palestinian Prime Minister Mohammed Shetaya accused Israel of timing the demolition for Election Day in the United States when the world was distracted. According to Israeli human rights group Bessalem, Israeli forces also destroyed more than 30 tons of fodder for livestock and confiscated a vehicle and two tractors belonging to three of the residents. Eamon Garib, an activist with the Popular Resistance Committees, described the destruction as the worst demolition campaign we've seen in decades. They completely uprooted everything, Garib said, from the portable bathrooms, kitchen appliances, their homes, their livestock pens, basically anything that these people need to live and survive. They, Israel, did not even take into consideration the humanitarian side that there are babies, children, elderly people and women who have spent their nights homeless under the rain, he said. The same goes for the animals, the sheep and cattle, which also spent the night under the rain. Gara pointed to the fact that residents' homes were demolished by Israeli forces under the pretext that they were living in a military training and firing zone, designated as such by Israel in 1972. 
For decades since, the residents of Kerbet Humza and dozens of other clusters of Bedouin encampments have been subject to demolitions and forcible evacuations from their homes during military training exercises, which take place across vast areas of the land in the Jordan Valley. But activists like Garib say that evacuations and demolitions under the pretext of living in military training zones is a pretense for the Israeli government's real plans in the area, annexation and settlement expansion. Israel claims these are closed military zones and are state lands. Therefore, Palestinians cannot live here, he said. But those restrictions only apply to Palestinians. If a settler were to come here and decide to set up an outpost here, it would cease to be a military training zone, Garib said, naming instances in which Israeli settlers set up illegal outposts on land with similar designations in the Jordan Valley. Israel's strategy in the Jordan Valley, which has been slated by Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu for annexation, is well known, Garib said. There is a pattern of behavior where Israel confiscates Palestinian land, designates it as state land or military zones, eventually hands it over to the settlers, and then uses the settler presence as a pretext for annexation. This has been a record-breaking year in terms of Israeli demolitions of Palestinian homes in the occupied territories, even in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. The demolition of Kobet Hamza has pushed those already devastatingly high numbers over the edge. According to the UN Office for Humanitarian Affairs, OCHA, in the occupied Palestinian territories, the demolition of Kobet Hamza left three quarters of the community's population homeless, making it the largest forced displacement incident in over four years. So far in 2020, the OCHA reported Israeli forces have destroyed 689 structures across the West Bank and East Jerusalem, more than in any full year since 2016. The demolitions this year have left an estimated 869 Palestinians homeless. The lack of Israeli-issued building permits is typically cited as a reason, even though, due to the restrictive and discriminatory planning regime, Palestinians can almost never obtain such permits. Demolitions are a key means of creating an environment designed to coerce Palestinians to leave their homes, the OCHA said. The Jordan Valley has been at the center of Israel's plans for annexation of Palestinian territories in recent months, as Netanyahu and his right-wing supporters have advocated the takeover of the valley, which boasts one of the largest water reserves in the West Bank and whose land is extremely fertile for farming and agriculture. Israel's plans to annex the Jordan Valley and other large areas of the West Bank have met with local and international protests, as the unilateral application of Israeli sovereignty to occupy Palestinian land would constitute a grave violation of international law. In August, the United Arab Emirates declared that it was normalizing relations with Israel and that, in exchange, Israel would stop annexation. Palestinian activists and rights groups, however, quickly pointed to the fact that de facto annexation on the ground in the form of home demolitions and land seizures has continued since the normalization deal and in some cases 
it has increased. They attempted to justify the normalization by claiming that this is their attempt to prevent annexation, Gareb said. However, in reality, the annexation continues. Settlements continue. Settlers, violations and assaults continue. Israel continues to assault our people, Gareb continued. And with normalization, Israel took the green light to destroy, demolish and annex quietly. All of this is an attempt to expel Palestinian families from their lands, he said. And yesterday, when Israel came to destroy these tents, they sent a message to the Palestinians here that we and your Arab brothers are working against you.